0: Welcome back to ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand the mind of your child and encourage you that growth is possible. Now, last time, Dr. Steve Gutstein discussed the development of typical infants and their mental development, and that mental growth is inherently disorganized, and that does not deter those infants one little bit. But not so with children diagnosed with ASD. Dr. Gutstein explains.
1: We see more restrictive, primitive exploration, less frequent, uh, explore fewer images, perseverated on the images, provided themselves with fewer opportunities to learn about their environment, demonstrating less looking at novel object, less object exploration. If it's very primitive, you can't follow, you can't respond to that, you can't pick up on it and elaborate it. And secondly, of course, even when they're doing that, they're not providing you with the attentional space. They're not inviting you into it. Same thing, what we call non-functional repetitive behavior, as opposed to typically development. In typical development, infants and young children do a lot of repetitive behavior, but it's for mastery. And once they master something in a skill, they move on to something else. They don't stay with something. What we see here is study after study where the ASD infants and toddlers and young children have repetitive behavior that has nothing to do with mastery, say. Uh, The quote from a very recent study, for infants with ASD, the persistence of invariant behavior may crowd out opportunities for adaptive, increasingly complex responses to novel demands. Now, only one study back in 2009, where when offered the choice, 30-month-old ASD children clearly all preferred engaging with familiar objects, while the Down syndrome kids and the typically developing kids all preferred the novel objects. It was just a complete discrepancy there. Now we get to the the thing that most of the research has done, which is called social passivity and non-responsiveness. So, you know, not being, not engaging with guides who would be trying to promote their growth. By the end of their first year, typically developing infants are active participants in social interaction, ASD infants are not. That's the conclusion. St. George, um, again, a large research group, Social passivity was the strongest diagnostic marker, especially their, infinite, their failure to initiate social interaction. You can see that from the videos. Barbaro and DiSianchi. Deficits in initiating interaction with the things that most clearly distinguished ASD infants from their typically developing peers. Less liveliness, fewer invitations to engagement, less effort to maintain engagement were less lively. In contrast, to TD infants, this is a back to the Italian group, concluded that the critical difference between ASD and TD infants was in the former's of lack of initiation. Great study by Schick in 2011. And what amazed me is this is the only study of social observation. I'm not talking about imitation. I'm just talking about how much do these at-risk infants actually look around and watch their environment and pay attention to what's going on around them socially. And one study that showed the toddlers, um, when when parents offered, actually offered, remember, we're not talking about... Uh, the infant doing anything to engage, which would be the normal thing. Here are parents proactively offering facial and vocal expressions in relationship to novel objects. The infants didn't, didn't even look, the ASD infants, compared to the typical ones. And the conclusion was they do not appear to be affected by feedback based on parents' facial expressions or voice tones, actually, or vocalizations, which is very abnormal. Um, and in fact, they would be the, should be the ones initiating it. And here's another study by Bedford in their group, big group, another big group, where they were giving ASD toddlers and typically developing toddlers a task that was was a bit difficult to do, and in both groups, parents were able to provide supportive feedback or guidance, right, to that infant, and the ASD, ASD toddlers just didn't attend to it. They didn't listen, they didn't pay attention to it. And the conclusion was very clear. They either ignored or didn't appreciate the feedback they received. Now, we get to experience sharing, and that's been a huge area of study. For some reason, all the study then gets done there. And it's an important area. And it just over and over again, the replications are unbelievable starting in 2006. You know, significantly less experience sharing at 12 months, at 14 months. Again, at 12 months, an impoverished repertoire. Um, Here's one that looked at a community study, a large sample. At 18 months, none of the language and developmentally disabled infants had deficits in showing objects compared to all the infants in the ASD group that they had. Now, what's interesting is they caught up. At 12 months, the language and developmentally disabled infants did have deficits in showing or in in, uh, earlier versions of experience sharing. By 18 months, they had caught up with the typically developing kids. ASD kids had flattened out. And then the other issue is not just so much do they do it or not, but over the course of the second year, you see a dramatic increase in both the frequency and the sophistication, the functions and the means of how typically developing children engage in experience sharing. You'll start to see pointing, you'll start to see showing, and what we find here is that there's no growth at all. Uh, No improvement over second, third, and fourth years. No improvement between nine and 24 months while developmentally and language-delayed children catch up in the second year. Deficits in showing and initiating during intent persist and become some of the defining features of ASD. Watson, both an extremely limited repertoire and no improvement in frequency. And Winder, just a recent study, at 18 months, their entire ASD sample, the kids that went on to have ASD, at 18 months produced only two spontaneous experience-sharing gestures over a five-minute observation. That's That's A total for their entire sample.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Gutstein. And thank you for joining us for ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And join us in the continued journey as we encourage you that growth is possible. I'm your host, Kat Lee. See you next time.